Hello, this is Carl Mailer from the Let's Talk Sports podcast. Are you one of the many people like me who love to voice their opinions? Then, well, the Anchor app is for you. Me, myself, I love using the Anchor app because I love voicing my opinion about everything sports. If you would like to get started on your own podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash start to make your own podcast. Welcome everyone to the Let's Talk Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Carmelo. We talk all things sports. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to first say that I am sorry about being gone for the last 20 days. It's been a very long 20 days. For anyone that did not pay attention, Hurricane Florence did come and hit North Carolina, devastating a lot of people, a lot of people. And I just want to send out my thoughts and prayers to everyone that was affected by Hurricane Florence. I do have some people very close to me that were affected pretty hard, so I'm sending out my thoughts and prayers to you guys as well. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say that I'm very happy to be back. I can't promise you guys that I am going to be broadcasting an episode every day, but I am very happy to be back. A lot has happened in the last 20 days since I broadcasted my last episode. A lot has happened. The NFL season is back. We're already... Three weeks in, we're going to be going into week number four this Thursday night when the Minnesota Vikings take on the Los Angeles Rams on Thursday night football. But we're three weeks in, and this has been a big surprise to the NFL season. Now, last night, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did lose 30-27 to to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it does look like little Fitz Magic is is running out of time. He threw three interceptions in the first half, which is a career high for him to be th- that that Ryan Fitzpatrick threw in the first half. But I will say this: the Buccaneers almost pulled off a comeback last night. They almost did. If the Buccaneers had gone to three and zero, I think that would have been a big su- a big success story for all of the NFL, because people were probably not expecting. Ryan Fitzpatrick to have the Buccaneers at 2-1 and one at this point with Jameis Winston officially coming back as of today. But I will say this about Jameis Winston. I don't think that he should be just automatically thrown into the starting quarterback position. I do think and I do believe in that you have to earn your job back. And it, they, it has been told by numerous reporters Numerous outsources that Jameis Winston is not going to automatically be given back his starting role. He has to earn it. And I am perfectly fine with that. And I have always said this about Jameis Winston. I don't like the way he plays sometimes. I think he he's a little bit of an overrated player. I'm not calling Jameis Winston a bust. But I did say this. But I actually, I will take that back. I did say that he was a bust a while ago. And I do think that there are some people that would agree with me on that. It's just one of those situations. You see, you have your team right now at 2-1. and one. Still a, a realistic shot to compete in that NFC South division with the way Carolina played on Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals. The way Drew Brees is playing right now through the first three weeks is incredible. It, it will not surprise me, ladies and gentlemen, if Drew Brees leads the NFL in passing yards by the time the season ends. He already has over a thousand yards. 
and we're already three weeks. We're only three weeks into the. We already have been three weeks into the season. So, that just tells you a lot right there about who Drew Brees is. But so much has been going on in the NFL. The Cleveland Browns now officially have a starter in Baker Mayfield. To say that I am shocked, I'm not shocked. I do believe that Baker Mayfield gives the Browns a a realistic shot at competing in that AFC North. I really do. I really do think that Baker Mayfield gives the Browns a realistic shot. You looking at you what you see right now in that division with the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Steelers. The Browns have a realistic shot at winning the division with Baker Mayfield. Now, I don't think that this is too early for Baker because it's always been talked about by other people that if Tyrod Taylor is not performing well, Baker is going to get thrown in there. And and let's just be honest. What Baker Mayfield has gone through and as far as his football career to a standpoint, he was a walk-on at Texas A&M. It obviously didn't work out there. He was a walk-on on Oklahoma. And everyone knows what Baker Mayfield did at the University of Oklahoma. And everyone knows the whole situation with the Cleveland Browns. They cannot get it right with the quarterback situation. They just can't. You, you've been through so many quarterbacks since you came back into the NFL. So maybe now they, they got their, their franchise savior in Baker Mayfield. And I asked this question to people. What are your expectations of Baker Mayfield? My expectations for me would I would have to say that Baker Mayfield is going to lead the Browns. And I expect Baker Mayfield to lead the Browns to at least an eight-win season. Now, granted, the tie that they had in week one against the Pittsburgh Steelers is going to hurt them. Because anytime a team ties a game is is hurtful. And, and, and I mean, you look at the Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers game in week two, that also ended in a tie. So it, it, it's going to be hard for those teams that have that record with the one at the end of their record being a tie. It, it, it's it's going to be tough. And, and I will say this about the whole NFL with the the overtime situation. Why can't you just be like college? Let the teams have a possession and keep scoring until someone can stop somebody. Why does the NFL, why does Roger Cordell, why does the NFL not let someone be a winner? That really would make the game so much better if the game kept going. Because you see a lot of these teams that don't score in the first overtime period let them keep going until someone can score. Now, granted, the NFL says, oh, the first team to score wins or the next team that scores after a defensive stop wins the game. Why can you not let the teams just keep going until someone can win? And, I, and I've never figured that out. As a fan of the game for a long time, I've never figured that out. Why in the world... The NFL does not let teams keep playing after one overtime period if no one scores. That, to me, 
would make sense. But the NFL doesn't seem to clarify anything nowadays, especially with this new rule about protecting the quarterbacks. And it seems like Clay Matthews has been the one to get the most, I would say, he would he's getting the most coverage of it. Anyone that does not know what I'm talking about, I am talking about the roughing the passer or really roughing the quarterback because the NFL is all about protecting their quarterbacks. And I totally get it. I do. I totally get it. But you look at the plays in which Clay Matthews hit Kirk Cousins in the week two game. And then you look at the game in which Clay Matthews hit Alex Smith in the their game this past Sunday against Washington. Both were not a penalty. And really, the NFL, the NFL does need to do a better job at clarifying uh, taking a quarterback down to the ground. And it seems like the, the, defensive line, the defensive guys can't hit the quarterback anymore. You can't hit the quarterback. You have to put them down basically on a pillow and say, there you go. And it's tough, and I understand the NFL is the NFL players are upset, especially the defensive side of the players. They're upset, and there's even a few offensive players that are upset about this. And I totally get it. I totally do. It's it's something that needs to be clarified from the top. So Roger Goodell needs to step in and and clarify what these new rules are, because really the the, the players are getting penalized for shots that don't seem like they're going to hurt their quarterback. And last night, in last night's Monday night game, Ryan Fitzpatrick got hit twice and the and the Steelers' defense got penalized for it. And the hits did not look that all questionable. So really, the, the NFL needs to clarify that because it, it, it's making the game go by a lot slower especially when you got to stop clarify what the penalty was and then tell everyone in, in attendance what the penalty is so it just needs some clarification that that's all I'm asking for but I, I'm excited that the NFL is back I'm excited that college football is underway and I will say this about college football We're, they're, they're four weeks in and I and I do think that the college football system, and I've said this before, is rigged to a certain extent. Because if they're basing the performances of the teams off of their opponents, and that's basing how they, they're ranking them, I do think it's bogus. You look at what Oklahoma went through this past Saturday in their game against Army. They won 28-21 to in overtime against an Army team that is known to run the football. And if that's the case, why is Oklahoma still ranked in the top 10? The expectations of these teams, especially the top five teams, are to destroy their opponents. Now, I'm looking forward to this Saturday night's matchup between Ohio State and Penn State, number four versus number nine. In Happy Valley. I'm looking forward to that. I'm also very excited that my Texas Longhorns are back in the rankings at number 18. They take on Kansas State this Saturday at 3.30 on FS1. It's been, it's been a good 
couple of number of weeks for me in the world of sports. It really has. My Atlanta Braves finally won the NL East Division, the National League East Division, on Saturday by defeating the Phillies 5-3, to clinching their first division title since 2013. And it's been a very, <coughs> a very rough number of years for Atlanta fans, including myself, including my friend Matthew from the Man Isaiah podcast. It's been a very tough couple of years. Atlanta has endured a lot of pain, especially a lot of 90 losses, 90 plus losses seasons. It's been very tough, but I'm very excited to see Atlanta back in the playoffs. I really hope Atlanta can do some damage in the playoffs. It's going to be tough. I don't know who they're going to be facing yet in the National League Division Series, but it's going to be a tough, tough postseason. But I'm very excited for the young team Atlanta has. I'm very excited. I think, I think honestly, Atlanta is a year or two ahead of schedule. And a lot of people, and if anyone does not remember this, a lot of people had Atlanta not even making third place in the division. They had them at fourth place best. They ranked them in the pre, at, at the start of the season 26 out of 30 out of the teams. And Atlanta has, I think, surprised everyone. I think Atlanta has even surprised their own fan base just based off of what they were able to accomplish. Atlanta has a chance to win over 90 games this season. And that's going to be a huge boost for Atlanta. That's going to be a huge boost for the fan base going forward. I think that the fans are starting to realize that this team can compete. And I'm very excited. I cannot wait until the playoffs start October 2nd. I am, I, I cannot wait. This has been a fun, fun couple of weeks for me in sports. And if anyone did not see what happened on Sunday, Tiger Woods, ladies and gentlemen, officially won number 80. He officially won career win number 80. And I will say this, for the world of golf, for the world in sports in general, that is what they needed. They needed to see Tiger win again. People said that Tiger was never going to win again. Fans were saying it. The world of golf was saying it. That Tiger Woods was never going to win another event again. And he, there he goes. Winning number 80. Career win number 80. His first win since 2013. So you know. <coughs> the greatest golfer in the world. It was long overdue. Five years. That's a long time to go without, uh, to go without a win. And that's just like the Cleveland Browns. When they won last Thursday, can you imagine what they what the fans went through for 635 days? Cleveland's last win was December 24th of 2016. And and look at Tiger. What Tiger has been through the last couple of years with all the injuries, all, all the personal issues going on. And he finally wins again. I was so ecstatic. I wasn't able to watch it because I was doing some other stuff. I was busy doing some other stuff. But I am just so excited. I was so excited to see Tiger Woods win. Watching the highlights on, on, on Twitter. Watching the, 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 the video clips. 
seeing him so happy, seeing him so emotional talking about his win. And I get it. I understand. Tiger Woods did not expect to even be there. He, he didn't even know if he would even golf again with his surgeries that he's had on his neck, on his knee. The world of golf should be proud because I do believe Tiger Woods is going to win again. I do believe that he has a very high chance and his, his odds at the 2019 Masters are high. I do believe that Tiger Woods can win the Masters. And then Tiger and Phil Mickelson's showdown, Mickelson's showdown, the $9 million showdown in November, Tiger Woods is the odds-on favorite. I'm not counting Phil out, but I'm just so excited for this. I'm so excited. It would honestly be a dream come true of mine if I could honestly go see Tiger play in a, in a round, in a round. But golf is so expensive to, to attend to, but I would be ecstatic if I could go see Tiger Woods play. That's just like me meeting, trying to go see LeBron James play. I am going to make it happen this year. And I told Matthew and Isaiah this. We all, us three, should try to plan something to go see LeBron James play. Because LeBron James is going to come to North Carolina. So ecstatic. And there was everyone congratulating Tiger Woods. Everyone from every other sport was congratulating him. And he deserves it. He deserves it. The NBA's official media day was yesterday. And just looking at the four that the four out of the five that the Lakers are going to have on that court with Ball, Kuzma, LeBron, and Ingram. I'm going to tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm I'm honestly I'm quite scared to see what that those four can do on the court together. You got the best, the, the greatest of all time in this generation in LeBron. You got a young and upcoming star in Ball. A young and upcoming star in Kuzma. And I guess you could say a young and upcoming star in Ingram. What those four can do, what their potential could be this upcoming season, I think the Los Angeles Lakers fan base is going to be very excited. I really do. I do think they are going to be very excited about what is going to transpire. Now, granted, I don't know if the Lakers are going to be a top eight team. I don't know if they're going to be a playoff team. And if they are, because, you know, their playoff chances went up with with the addition of LeBron. I don't know where exactly where the Lakers are going to finish. But I do know this, the Lakers are going to be fun to watch this year. And that that Western Conference got a whole lot harder. You talk about the the Warriors five and how dangerous they are. The Lakers with them four, with the young talent that is around LeBron, that's asking for some scary stuff right there. And I expect LeBron James to keep playing at a high level. I don't think LeBron James is going to stop playing. I think LeBron James is going to try to be like Tom Brady of the NFL. And I've said that multiple times. I think Tom, I think LeBron James is going to be like Tom Brady. He's going to want to play into his 40s. With all the with all the stuff they have out nowadays to keep athletes healthy, keep their bodies in shape. 
Hell, it wouldn't surprise me if LeBron James played until his 50s. Because I know what LeBron wants to do. I think the whole world knows what LeBron wants to do. I think LeBron wants to play against his son, if not play with his son, when his son comes in the NBA. Because you know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. <coughs> Excuse me. The whole world knows it's going to happen. It, it It's going to be a fun ride for the Lakers, I do believe. I do believe so. I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know it's going to be a fun, fun ride. I want to get your guys' opinion on what you guys think about about what Rob Gronkowski said the other day. He told a reporter that if he was to be traded in the offseason, when there was reports about him being traded to the Detroit Lions, that he was going to retire because he said Tom Brady is his quarterback. You know, for me, right now, looking at the situation with the New England Patriots, they need to find themselves an offensive weapon. And everyone was talking about this all throughout the offseason about why in the world the New England Patriots were getting rid of these receivers. You got rid of almost every receiver. And it, and it looks like it's going to start coming back to bite you in the, in the rear end. You went out and got Josh Gordon from the Cleveland Browns for a a fifth-round pick. You you got Josh Gordon for a fifth-round pick. Or you, you, I'm sorry, you sent a fifth-round pick, I believe, to, to the Cleveland Browns. And Josh Gordon wasn't even active Sunday night. And you lose to the Detroit Lions. It's... I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but the New England Patriots do not look like a super team anymore. Now, granted, we all know that these all NFL teams can get on streaks. It is possible. It has been done before. I I just I don't know what to expect of the New England Patriots. They really have no running back right now. They got rid of a lot of their running backs, too. They they don't really have a running back to go to, and their receivers, they I I don't see a number one receiver right now, and I think Tom Brady realizes that the mistakes the 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 Patriots are making by that by when they were getting rid of all their receivers. And here's the funny thing, you bring in all these receivers during. The offseason, and then like a couple weeks later, you're releasing them or you're waiving them. Why didn't you give them a chance, Bill Belichick? Why didn't you give him a chance? And everyone knows that Bill Belichick is probably one of those co- one of those he is one of those coaches in the NFL that is very straight to the point, and he does not like talking to the media. But why in the world did you get rid of them? If I was an NFL receiver and I got a chance with the New England Patriots, knowing the success of that program, I would be pretty ecstatic to say to say the least. I really would. I would be so ecstatic to to be a part of a Patriots organization with so much success riding on it. And it looks like they're in deep deep trouble. I could be wrong, 
in a couple of weeks. I could be wrong towards midway through the season, but right now it looks like they're in deep some deep some deep crap. I also want to get your guys' opinion on Patrick Mahomes. What that young man is doing for the Chiefs organization after the Chiefs traded away Alex Smith to Washington earlier this year. I want to get your guys' perspective on Patrick Mahomes. Through the first three weeks of the season, he has the most touchdowns in NFL history with 13. That right there alone is great for the NFL. And I will, and I already know this, and I think everyone in the around the world in the NFL knows this. Patrick Mahomes is going to be a pro bowler this year. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Patrick Mahomes is going to be a pro bowler this year. It will not surprise me one bit if he leads the quarterbacks in voting. And right now, the Chiefs, they they got talent around them. I don't know if anyone knows this, but they got talent around them. They got Kareem Hunt in the backfield. You got Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill. You got so much speed around Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes is a very young and elusive quarterback. If I'm the NFL, I'm I'm gonna be scared. I'm gonna be scared of the of the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think anyone expected the Kansas City Chiefs to be where they're at with a rookie quarterback. I know I didn't expect it. And what Patrick Mahomes did in the second week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, throwing six touchdown passes, this kid is like breaking records. And it will not surprise me if he keeps breaking these records because of his elusiveness. When you're as elusive and young as Patrick Mahomes is, or in general, when you're a young quarterback, you can do some scary things. And it's going to be scary to see what in the world Patrick Mahomes <coughs> excuse me, can do the rest of this season. It, it is not going to surprise me one bit, ladies and gentlemen, if Patrick Mahomes leads the Kansas City Chiefs to a playoff spot. It will not surprise me one bit, ladies and gentlemen, if Patrick Mahomes leads the Kansas City Chiefs to a 10-win season. It's not going to surprise me one bit. I, I, I do believe that that is possi- that's probably going to happen. You look at that, that division the Chiefs play in. The Chargers are, are, are a team right now that has some injuries on both sides of the ball. The Denver Broncos are a team... That looks a little bit better with Case Keenum at quarterback, but they still probably do not have their franchise guy. It's tough. It is tough if you're in the AFC West and you look at the, the Oakland Raiders. What in the world is going on with the Oakland Raiders? That's why, and I and and I remember Matthew when you asked me about why don't you have the Raiders, in your preseason predictions making the playoffs. And I told you, Matthew, and I remember this, I told you when you guys had me on as a guest and we talked about this, I told you because of the simple fact it's the lack of the talent. And it's proven to be the case. Now, granted, Jordy Nelson had a 
day to remember for himself on Sunday. But you lost to the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins are one of those other surprise teams in the AFC East. But Oakland, you're looking like a team that is going to be forgotten about. All the noise that you could have generated is going out the window with this 0-3 start. And I'm sorry, but John Gruden, if John Gruden does not win more than seven games this year, I do believe that the Raiders are probably going to fire him. I'm not predicting that's going to happen, but I do think it's possible. John Gruden signed a big, big, big contract in the offseason to become their head coach. And you're starting out your your second tenure as Oakland's head coach, 0-3. I do think that with Khalil Mack missing, it's hurting you. Because you're you're not getting no pass rush on defense. Your offense your offense is scoring, but it, they're also stagnant at times. I don't I don't know what else to say about about this Oakland Raiders team. It's not gonna surprise me one bit, ladies and gentlemen, if Oakland is not a ten win team. Oakland will be very lucky if they even win eight games. Right now, by the looks of it. Just the way Oakland is playing, and they got a Cleveland Browns team that is coming off their first win this Sunday in week four. It's not going to surprise me if Cleveland beats Oakland. It's not going to surprise me one bit. As the looks of it right now, I'm I'm saying Oakland at best is a five-win team, maybe six. They're, they're, they're just no, there's just no flow on both sides of the ball. And that Khalil Mack trade with Chicago did I it, it did hurt Oakland a hundred percent. Because John Gruden even said it's hard to find a pass rusher, a top league pass rusher. Well, John, you should have you and the Oak and the Oakland organization should have paid Khalil Mack. And look what Khalil Mack has done since he's been with the Chicago Bears. He has the Chicago Bears sitting alone in first place in that division. Because the Detroit Lions are one and two right now, the Bears and the Vi- the the I'm sorry the Packers and the Vikings are both one one and one. You got Chicago sitting alone at two and one. It this NFL season, ladies and gentlemen, I will say this for sure is going to be an exciting season, because yesterday Steve Wilkes, the new Arizona head coach, announced that. Josh Rosen is going to be their new quarter, their new starting quarterback going into Week Four. I mean, hell, you might as well make him their starting quarterback the rest of the year because Arizona is going to be another team that probably isn't going to do much. Arizona is zero and three right now. So, what in the world? What in the world can you do? There, there's not really much you can do if you're if you're Arizona. And right now, I feel bad because that division. Got got a big blow with the Jimmy Garoppolo injury. The NFC West got hit big with the with the Jimmy Garoppolo injury. Now the Los Angeles Rams are pro, are obviously the clear cut favorites to win the division, and it looks like they are going to just run away with that division with a three and zero record right now. But it but to see Josh Rosen get the starting nod. 
hey, I'm perfectly fine with it. I really wish Josh Rosen the best going forward in his career this year. I really wish him the best. I don't know if he's going to keep it because obviously you want to perform to a certain standard and show the organization, show the fan base why you are why you are that good. And and I understand Arizona's fans are probably really upset with the way the team has played because they have not scored that many points. Arizona through the first 3 weeks of the season has only scored 20 points. They saw, they scored 6 against Washington in week 1. They got blown out by the Rams 34 to nothing in week 2 and you lost week 3 in which a game you should have won because you were leading. They lost 16 to 14 to the Chicago Bears. And the fan base was even booing the Cardinals at one point in that game Sunday against Chicago. And then when Josh Rosen came into the game for Sam Bradford, the fans were cheering. And the fans are doing the same thing for Baker Mayfield. And I take nothing against I take nothing away from Tyrod Taylor. But Tyrod Taylor struggled two out of the three weeks in Cleveland. And he was four of fourteen for nineteen yards before he got that concussion and Thursday's win against the Jets. This is going to be an exciting year for the NFL because you still got two winless new coaches, both at 0-3. So who's going to be the first one to win? Is it going to be the Raiders? Is it going to be the Cardinals? It honestly would not surprise me, ladies and gentlemen, if both are going to go 0-4 this weekend. It's not going to surprise me one bit. And as much as I like John Gruden as a as a person, because John Gruden has always had that 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 knowledge of football that will blow your mind away. When he was with Tampa, when he was the head coach, when he was in Oakland as in, in his first tenure as a head coach, John Gruden needs to figure something out. Him and Steve Wilkes need to figure something out because their their time as head coaches could be running out, especially if they continue to lose. And I don't think anyone expected I don't think anyone expected that to happen. And give it give it all to the you know, I think a lot of it has to fall on the management because you have to bring in these players that are going to want to compete. And just looking at it, I don't see any comp. I don't. I don't see anybody that's willing to compete at all. For the Arizona Cardinals, in order for them to have any chance of winning that NFC West, they're going to have to hope that the Rams just implode. They're going to have to hope Seattle stays the way they are, and the Forty ers I, I really, I do. I feel bad for the Forty ers you bring in Jimmy Garoppolo from the New England Patriots. You sign him to a big money contract. And then he tears his ACL. And Chiefs' linebacker, Justin Houston, went on social media and told reporters that it was Jimmy's fault for, for getting hurt. 
Now, granted, you know, I'd never like to see a player go down. I'd never like to see anybody in the NFL go down. And obviously, injuries are a part of the game. But it, it, do, it does suck for Jimmy Garoppolo because he signed a big money contract because he wanted to show everyone that he can be an NFL quarterback, that he could be a franchise quarterback. And it looked like he was going to have some growing pains with the San Francisco 49ers. And now San Francisco loses him for the year with the torn ACL. And really, there goes any chance that San Francisco had of making the playoffs. And let's just be honest, that, that was probably true. But I am looking forward to seeing what this year has in store for the NFL. I'm excited. I think everyone should be excited. I think this is going to be a fun year for the rookies. You look at Saquon Barkley, and Saquon, at first, it looked like the NFL was starting to figure him out, but he is. I think Saquon's going to be just fine. I, I do believe that the Giants are going to be hurt by an offensive line that is not there. And you bring in Nate Soldier from the from the Patriots, but he still cannot help out that offensive line that is struggling to do anything to protect Eli Manning. And you look at that division right now in the NFC East, Washington's at 2-1 heading into a bye week. Philadelphia is 2-1. and one. The Giants and the Cowboys are both 1-2. and two. That division right there, I expect it to be another tight, tight finish. As it always is every single year in the NFL. I, I, I'm just a little upset that the NFL makes the bye weeks start so early. I mean, there's teams that don't have their bye weeks until week 10. And you look at Washington. They have a bye week in week 4. It probably came at a good time because there's probably a good number of guys on Washington's squad that is injured. And and I, and I want to talk a, a little bit about Dak Prescott. I heard Matthew talk about Dak Prescott. Him and Isaiah talk about Dak Prescott. About is he even the quarterback anymore of the Dallas Cowboys? I still honestly do believe, you two, that Dak is the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. I just think right now the Dallas Cowboys are in a little bit of a in a whirlspin because of their offense. And their defense. I, I will say that their defense too. Because it seems like Sean Lee is constantly getting injured now on a regular basis. So I think you have to figure those pieces out. But honestly, I think the offense is going to be fine. I think Dad Prescott's going to be fine. I don't know how many wins the Cowboys are going to have this year. And it seems like, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, he's still going to be Ezekiel. He's still going to be a powerful run-in-your-mouth run running back. But Dak Prescott needs some help on the offense. I really don't see a true number one receiver. I wouldn't even consider Cole Beasley a number one receiver. I think Cole Beasley, at best, is a good slot man. He's a good slot receiver, but he's not a true number one. They need to go out and find themselves a number one. Can I possibly see a Dez Bryant reunion with the Cowboys? I don't see that happening. But I do truly believe that Dak Prescott 
is still your quarterback going forward. Now, if something happens and the Cowboys are just having a and they just have a bad, really bad season, I don't know what the expectations are, but I hope that Dallas keeps Dak because Dak was phenomenal in college. And what he has gone through in his personal life with the loss of his mother due to cancer, you're you're pulling for a guy like Dak Prescott to make it into the NFL. I want to thank you guys for tuning in today to the Let's Talk Sports Podcast. It feels so good to be back after a long 20 days. It feels so good. And like I said at the beginning of this podcast, guys, I can't promise you I'm going to be live every day making a podcast, but I am going to be here, I promise. And guys, please, if you can, shout my name out to all your friends, get some more listeners, supporters on this podcast is going to be very helpful. I'm trying to make my name out there in the world. Guys, it's been a huge blessing. Huge blessing to be able to do this. It's always been a dream come dream come true of mine to do a podcast. Just to talk about all things sports. Because I'm a sports guy. I love my sports. But I want to thank you guys for tuning in today to the Let's Talk Sports Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Carmelo. We talk all things sports. <laughs>